So we were talking about boundaries and the places and the media, the people, even social media, and just understanding in our own lens, what are some things we need to be paying attention to Today, we're going to continue that conversation on establishing some boundaries to be proactive in our recovery as we develop a healthy escape plan. Welcome to Hope and Recovery. This is a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast that helps us with our mental, emotional, our spiritual, and relational health so that we can walk through the principles of Celebrate Recovery based on the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits under His power so that we can walk in the fullness of life in spite of our circumstances, have blessing and happiness, and really carry out the purpose that He has for us in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader at Fellowship Celebrate Recovery in Rogers. And so, so glad to be back here with you today. I hope you've been enjoying this series that uh, Andy and I are putting together just to give you some practical tools to help uh, be proactive. And we'll move into a later podcast on the reactive, but to be proactive is in establishing that healthy escape plan so that we can uh, have that lasting recovery rooted in wisdom and not in strength. So today we're going to continue the conversation, uh, just unpacking that. And I got my brother Andy back with me. Andy, welcome, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. Hey, y'all. I am a grateful believer in Jesus. Struggle with anxiety and depression, sexual addiction, and grief. And my name is Andy. Hey, Andy. So great conversation. If you missed the prior podcast, be sure to go back and pick that up because we unpack some really good nuggets in there. But continuing this conversation, and I would love to just kind of do a real quick recap of we're talking about the place uh the places the media the people social media um what's the reason as we continue this conversation to even establish and and unpack these things that we need to set boundaries for andy yeah we we want to establish these boundaries so that we can uh as we were talking in the last uh podcast being able to to mark out where uh, where we need to cut things out, yeah, because we recognize that they take us to unhealthy places, yeah. And when I'm able to put bound a, a boundary around myself that keeps the good in and keeps the unhealthy out, it actually frees me to live in a healthy space where I can experience the abundant life that Jesus has for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, yeah, just not to restrict, um, all of the life. I mean, that's kind of the, we were talking about that on prior podcasts that the enemy will kind of whisper through other people that, well, life's over now, I guess it's just going to be a big bummer (laughs) and that's not what it is at all. I mean, it, when we can, um, and it kind of makes me think of this, you know, when I first discovered that I uh, was hypoglycemic, um, I had to go see a nutritionist and, and, and the nutritionist uh, was kind of showing all these little plastic foods and this is what you can eat. This is what you can't eat. And you should only eat this much peanut butter. And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> quite a bit less than what I was eating. But I had to come to this realization. Um, it's like, okay, I've got to cut down sweets. She was telling me that was a conscious decision from a wise counsel saying this is what you need to do different. 
And I had to come to this realization of saying, okay, if I want my life to be different, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices. Even though I love to consume large amounts of peanut butter, what she was telling me is this is going to kill you. Right. And that's the reality of what we're walking into here to the space. And maybe it's not physically killing us, but it is definitely spiritually killing us. Yeah. Relationally, it's killing us. And and so I remember telling her, I don't know if I can do that. And, and inside what I was really saying is I, I don't know that I'm willing to do that. Yeah. And so I had to come to that realization. I remember she said this, that Rodney, you will begin to crave what you eat. And you know what? She was right. And I, physically, as I began to change what I'm eating, um, I realized that, that that is in a spiritual sense, too. And we'll talk a little bit about what we're, what's the good things that we're putting into us. But we have to first be really brutally honest about the things that, that the bad things that we're putting into us that we need to get out of us. And yes, we need to talk about the things that we put into us. But if we don't create some boundaries, we're going to keep putting bad stuff in. So it's garbage in, garbage out. And that to that, keep referring back to that 1 Corinthians 10, we're in the be careful. It's like, what is causing you to fall? And in my physical health, it was, uh, this is causing me to have symptoms that I don't like. And the big picture is, this is not going to end well. And yeah. so it's just getting honest about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And realizing, uh, and I think food is such a great example. It's like, man, I can have this cheeseburger today and I'll be all right. But the cumulative effect of me having a cheeseburger every day at lunch, <laughs> it doesn't end well. Yeah. And uh, when we look at these boundaries, you know, and you've said it a couple of times on these podcasts is that, you know, I may be able to do this thing once or I may be able to hang out here a couple times, but eventually, and that's the lie that trying to live under our own strength says, it says that we're strong enough to hang out in those neighborhoods. Yeah. But eventually if we keep letting those unhealthy things in, eventually it's going to lead us to start doing unhealthy things. Mm. And even, even if this watching this sitcom yeah. is it maybe there's only a 10 or 20% chance that it'll cause me to run to a behavior that I don't want to do yeah, or trigger a thought pattern that triggers another thought pattern that leads me. Yeah. Is it worth it? <clears throat> yeah. Well, and you know, you and I have talked to some younger guys and we, we lead several groups together in that, that vein, but it's, it's interesting. One of the things we talk about, and it's good for our listeners to hear this, that, Typically, we can find a, a pretty significant pattern that we say 80% roughly of our acting out happens from um, these these things, right? Yeah. So what if, if, if the 20% is coming, is creating this place of acting out 80% of the time, then maybe I just need to be honest about that. And yeah. that's part of the denial process is take that mask off and getting honest is a big, uh, big fruit of the mask coming off and saying, no, this is killing me. I need to deal with this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that honesty, when we, when we bring those things out into the open on that, we we realize, at least for me, I realized 
man, I was robbing myself of so much mm-hmm. by by just choosing to stay in these things. But when I'm willing to be honest, yeah, 20% of these things that I'm doing uh, are causing 80% of me acting out. To me, the first time I heard that, I'm like, oh, I can change 20% of my life (laughs) and it's going to have that big of an impact. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. Let's do this. Like I hate the 80% that I'm falling into. Right. Well, and I love that you said that because it, it's important even as you're journaling and reflecting and kind of going to the Lord daily is take some time to do a heart check is okay with these boundaries. How is this changing the way I feel? Yeah. Um, how's this protecting my heart and my mind and, and not, not just kind of blowing by that. It's like, I need to sit in this. It's like, this is, this is creating an impact in my life, um, that I don't want to forget because that experience is actually what's going to keep bringing me back to honoring that boundary. If it feels like a checklist and just a performance thing, then it's probably not going to be sustainable. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that's coming into my mind is, uh, you know, to, to that point, like it's not a performance thing, but it's mm. understanding that everything I put into my life has an effect on me. Yep. I think about water and erosion. Mm. You, you know, the Grand Canyon was caused by erosion. <laughs> wow. And so what are those spigots that I need to close off in my life? Yeah. Because it may not feel like it, but you know, the little things that I let in, they, they impact my soul mm-hmm. in a way that maybe I might not perceive mm-hmm. until I take it out of my life. And I go, wow, I feel so much better now that I haven't been doing these six things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So a couple points and, um, it's just important as we kind of, we'll kind of give some practicals here. Uh, the purpose of these boundaries are to help keep us from placing ourselves in a difficult situation that may bring up temptation. We're just trying to keep ourselves from placing in the wrong neighborhoods. Uh, and it's important to think about this. How do you can phrase your boundaries in the shortest way possible that you'll be able to make, uh, bring them to memory quickly? And then finally, just looking at each of your boundary areas that we're unpacking as we unpacked a little bit on the prior podcast taking note of those areas that trigger you the most or, or maybe often result in a temptation, being brutally honest with that and knowing, again, back to that commitment, the secret sauce to commitment is sacrifice. I've got to be willing to sacrifice this so that I can walk in this new way of life. And I, I like to think of um, kind of being in this, um, everything looks gray, and when I start putting these boundaries in, in conjunction with working the recovery process, it's not a behavioral modification, but it's getting to the root and recovery starts happening. If we can take a new path in life, in fact, this highway out here, we have close to us. Yeah. Um, if they blocked off um, one intersection, uh, one, one exit to another, and you could not use that, what would begin to happen to that pavement? Yeah, there'd be grass that would start to grow in between it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's a good picture to think about, and this is kind of what we're doing, is it's not just to behave and, and uh, do the checklist thing. 
what would it be like in our recovery if we took a different path in our life? What's what's something new that would be able to grow if we took a new route? Mm. And just thinking about that, it's like it's not just about stopping. It's about allowing something new to grow. And if we stop driving on those paths that used to lead us to destruction, we're actually creating space for something new to grow. So it's just good to think about that. We're actually bringing life into our recovery yeah. as we get the old out. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I Yeah, I love that. It's cutting away those things. It's like pulling weeds out of the garden so that we can let something yeah. else yeah. grow. Yeah, I love it. So let's continue that conversation then. We kind of tied social media. I want to hit that just one more time because it's such a big topic. Yeah. Because uh, there is, there, if we're being honest, especially in the area of sexual addiction, pornography, that kind of deal, uh, masturbation, um, you know, there's things that um, we can see on there that can be pretty, pretty uh, overt triggers. Oh, yeah. Right. So we know that. But what about just, I mean, we talked about this, you were talking about just binging, you know, video games and binging yeah. Netflix. Uh, is one of the most convicting things when you see that question. Are you still watching? <laughs> it's like, oh, how long have I been here? <laughs> it's yeah. like my TV's even asking me if I'm still watching. You know, maybe I need to take a break. But, <laughs> but we can do that with social media too. And, yep. and maybe speak into Andy because I think this is important. Back to the lies, and we we're talking about that cycle a couple podcasts before the lies that we're believing can lead to temptation and then ultimately acting out and finishing that cycle uh, can lead to hopelessness. Uh, just the act of just, just consuming too much social media. Yeah. You know, I may not be watching anything that's directly tied to my recovery or my area of addiction or whatever, but how does that affect me? Yeah. Just in your experience. Well, there, there's a couple things that pop, pop in my head i think uh the first thing is that when i find myself uh especially there's a lot of different apps that have like uh short videos on there and like that is what i've experienced is like man that is a black hole right there hmm. and even just the idea of scrolling even in our brain there's there's endorphins that are and, and dopamine that is being released as we do it because there's a sense of novelty of I don't know what else is going to pop up. Yeah. I don't know what else is going to pop up. And, you know, every 20th thing we find, oh, that's a really funny meme or, oh, that was a funny video. I wonder where the next one is. Yeah. And so it gets us caught in this loop there where for me and my brain, mm -hmm. I can get caught in that. I can get preoccupied with that and I can uh, find myself just numbing myself in that. Mm. Uh, and if I do that late at night, rather than going to bed at 1030, I'm going to bed at 130, <laughs> which that has an effect on me. Uh, and then it can uh, also, as I'm looking at all those other things, I'm going to come into something triggering mm. in that place too. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more to unpack on that. Uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll <laughs> stick there and then we'll we'll move on. But uh, great conversation with Andy talking about uh, boundaries and the importance of that. So we'll continue when we come back. Stick with us. Hey, friends. 
Recovery can be hard, but it is so worth it. And we pray and hope that you will allow us that beautiful position to be able to join you in this recovery process. Celebrate Recovery is for any and all. If you have a pulse, it'll be for you. If you're hurting, if you have a hang-up or a habit, whatever you're struggling with, this is a place for you. Come see us at Fayetteville or Rogers. Go to fellowshipcr.org for a full information and docket of how things work. We'd love to have you this Friday night, 6 p.m. Connection Cafe, 7 p.m. for the general meeting. So Andy, right before the break, we were talking about uh, just that kind of just numbing out and and that craving the next funny video. And it it just got me thinking, um, you know, that's kind of how there's a science behind what they're doing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's the sounds. It's the even thinking about notifications, right? You post something and how we can just be drawn to, is anybody else liked it? Has anybody shared it? Does anybody say anything about it? And we can kind of become addicted to filling that void. I'm thinking about the loneliness piece that we were talking about. It can be a little bit misguiding and uh, misinformation for us. It feels like it's filling a void, but it's actually, it, it's never satisfied. Yeah. As soon as I get a like, well, when's the next one? Yep. Or just like you were talking about the videos, it's like, Oh, is there going to be another one? What if I miss it? And and then we can get stuck in this trap and we look up and I've been doing this for an hour. I just mm-hmm. wasted an hour of my life. Yep. And guilty. I've been there. Right. Yeah, and so me too. it's just being mindful. Okay. How do you feel walking away from that? Yeah. And it's not just like, you know, oh, you just need to behave better. It's being aware. And so it's a good exercise just to think about when you binge Netflix, do you walk away feeling better? Yeah. Do you feel life came to you? <laughs> um, nothing wrong with it. No, there, there's there nothing wrong with that. But it, but if you find yourself, does it put you in a vulnerable spot? And now you find yourself as we move into that next boundary. Now you're kind of digging and exploring other things on the internet. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a... And I think even just to when I find myself in that place, mm-hmm. can I have the courage to pause and say, why am I doing this right now? Yeah. Why, why am I watching this Netflix show? Is it because I've had a long day and I'm trying to unplug? Yeah. And there's some things that I'm frustrated with that I'm just trying to stuff? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Whatever those emotions, whatever those other triggers that we've had throughout the day, whatever those are, mm-hmm. that maybe we're trying to satiate through running to these things. Right. Any emotions we bury are buried alive, as a friend of ours once said. Yeah. And so they're going to work out in some way. And so if I'm frustrated about the day and maybe I, I got home late from work and I'm just, you know what, I'm going to s- sit here and scroll on my phone. Yeah. And I find myself an hour and a half in and I've caught a couple funny videos and I'm searching for stuff. Maybe at that point I've also ran into two or three other things that were a little triggering, but yeah. they were small. Justify it. Justify it. It's okay. It. It's like, yeah. Ooh, that's all right. I, you know, I'll yeah. reset my settings later and you know, yep. but before long I'm, I'm hitting that again. And one trigger I may be able to go, Oh, all right. Okay. Let's get out of here. Let's go. But if I'm sitting there for two hours and I hit a dozen of them, yeah, it's putting me in a vulnerable spot. Yeah, and before I know it, I'm clicking on links. Yep, 
I'm searching hashtags. Yeah. I'm running to websites I shouldn't be. Yeah. And it, it, it sets us up into these places that it, it, it makes us more vulnerable to go to neighborhoods we wouldn't have normally gone to yeah. unless we would, hadn't have been softened up to it for the, the right. time before that. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. And so maybe there's some some boundaries. Okay, well, I have to have internet for my job and, and yeah. nothing wrong with social media. So maybe it's maybe the boundaries. And again, this is for you to figure out and, and talk with your sponsor. Talk, throw it by the accountability partners. Like I find myself binge watching for two and a half, three hours, right? And then I feel, blah, is maybe you put a time limit. You know, yes. maybe you say, I'm only going to, I'm only going to look at my Facebook for 30 minutes and maybe I need a timer. And when that goes off, I'm committed and I'm going to make a sacrifice. Maybe I turn it off. I toss my phone on the other side of the room or go put it on the mantle, whatever that is, because my recovery is too important because I know that to your point, I'm, I'm vulnerable and I've hit some triggers. We talk about that with relapse, right? The act of the relapse or the acting out in that cycle, it's not the first time that's entering the equation. There is some preoccupation, some ritualization that's happened. And sometimes without even knowing it, when we've got stuck in that flywheel of the media or social media, um, the internet, um, we're in a vulnerable spot. And the acting out is just the finale of what's been happening over progression. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and to that timer aspect, there's such great, what I love about our technology that we have nowadays is that even built into most of our phones, there are settings where we can monitor those things. Some people probably don't even know that. Some people don't even know it and it's, it's, but it's a really easy practical thing that we can do. I do that on my phone and it's some of the best things for me. Yeah. And so there's that aspect. There's also like accountability software. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting ready to pick up my seven year chip for for my pornography addiction. Yeah, I have an internet filter on my phone. Yeah, because it's a healthy boundary for me because I know somebody else is seeing it. Yeah, and that that gives me comfort for sure. Uh, and uh, so like, what are those things? Who are the people that have the passwords? for your accounts. Mm-hmm. My wife has all of my passwords for my stuff. Yeah. Because I for me it's this idea especially when it comes to the internet. Yeah. How can what a great idea it would be if I could use the internet and I never felt like I had anything to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and maybe I I only use the internet in the presence of the living room where my wife is or yeah, whatever, you know, absolutely. Kind of yeah. So, so filters, accountability, where am I doing it? Is there a time limit? Obviously the boundary of substances, if we're in the area of substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, you know, I'm setting boundaries on that. You know, um, we'll talk more about the abstaining with the things we abstain from, but, but I want to make that point, just understanding too, especially with something like food, we're like cigarettes. If I think about when I smoke, I tend to feel like I have to have something in my other hand to drink, right? Yep. So I need to be aware of that. And, and I always tell guys, if you're coming in with multiple issues, one issue at a time, right? So if you're smoking, don't try to quit everything at once. Focus on the alcohol and then we'll work on the, the nicotine. Uh, but, but be mindful if you find yourself every time I smoke, I do this. So 
maybe I need to create some boundaries around smoking as well. Yeah. Uh, but even food, you were talking about just feeling like blah, uh, binging Netflix. When I eat unhealthy, a lot of junk, I just, I feel bad about myself. I feel lethargic. And then my mind gets to that kind of the lies and a temptation starts to creep in. I'm already worthless. Look at me. And then I'm into acting out in my area of recovery. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. Food has always been one of those things for me that has always been a trigger. And, you know, I, I remember in the midst of my addiction, uh, f- like food always affected the way I felt about myself. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah. I mean, if I go and eat fast food, yeah. Three times a day. What's going through my mind is I'm going to weigh more tomorrow. Yep. I ate way more calories than I wanted to. Yeah. The food actually wasn't as good as I thought it yeah. would be. And I'm out like 40 bucks. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> the closing cost, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the other food, games, um, sports, gambling, finances, overspending, that kind of thing. It's just being mindful of. Uh, all these things, we're just trying to lean into what are the things that uh, can lead to my acting out and and make some sacrifices as I'm committed fully to my recovery. But but a lot of times in this these boundaries, Andy can um, we won't carry them out because we can justify our actions and our behaviors. Well, I have to do this. Um, what's that look like, man? I mean, th- that can be a vicious. It yeah. kind of fits in that accuse and excuse a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that's on the back end of a relapse um, or acting out. But that's a that's a pretty slippery slope, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's like, well, I I can't I can't not go to this restaurant because that's my family's favorite restaurant to go to. Right. In there, and so I just don't have a choice. And what I see a lot with myself and with with others, whenever those thoughts come up is that I'm throwing myself into a false dichotomy mm-hmm. of I can never do this because of this. Right. And it's like, I don't think that's really the answer. And right. for me, what I've realized is oftentimes it's because I haven't talked to the person I need to talk. There's a relational aspect to it mm-hmm. of I haven't talked to the person I need to talk to about it. Because there's a little bit of shame mm-hmm. that's keeping me from wanting to admit that this is something I feel like I need to do. Right, right. Uh, so we're we're cutting off all other options. We're we're trying to keep us out of those bad neighborhoods. We're trying to cut off those options, put those to death, and and kind of we talked about kind of the what the key to recovery is not. Uh, share what that is, Andy. What is that? What are, what are we trying to unpack here? Yeah, the key to recovery is not just stopping. Yeah. The action. Uh, The key to recovery is never going back to those again. Because the reality is, is that we've probably stopped those things Mm -hmm. hundreds of times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But the key is knowing that I never have to go back to that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's when when I was able to shift that in my mind, that I am actually free to not look at porn yeah. I'm free to not drink again. Yeah. I'm free to not fall back and oh man. I don't have to start again. Yeah. That's, that's such a good frame uh, with these boundaries to to kind of help us. So honestly evaluating our boundaries, uh, just remember it represents a powerful start to our recovery and remember the work that we're doing in step study uh, 
is helping us to deal with the roots of that so that we can keep from going back to those nasty places. And it, it is honoring and, and, and carrying out these boundaries is demis, demonstrating our commitment to changing the way we live. Uh, and if we're being honest, this can be difficult. Um, but you'll, you'll begin to, even though your body in that space may think, I'm going to die if I don't have this, <laughs> right? You will discover that you're, you won't die without this. It, you, there will be life after this. In fact, much, much uh, better uh, life. So, Andy, thanks for unpacking boundaries with me, man. This has been a good, good conversation. Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me. So hopefully this is a blessing you. I hope you've been catching all the prior podcasts and, and we'll continue this conversation. But setting boundaries is important. You won't die without these things. Despite what the enemy may be telling you and whispering to you, we're in this together. And I just want to keep reminding you, don't try to do this alone. Uh, Use the accountability team, your sponsor in this process. And we'll walk through this and heal and get stronger as we walk in wisdom, not strength, under the power of Jesus Christ as we acknowledge that We need to turn all of our life and our will over to his care and control, and and he'll take us to a new space. Hey, thanks so much for being with us. Again, join us on a Friday night at Fayetteville or Rogers. We'd love for you to join us. Go to fellowshipcr.org if you'd like more information. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, It's a beautiful process as we learn how to celebrate our recovery. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.